Welcome to the Lady Preacher Podcast, a podcast for the progressive Christian, where we talk about an all-loving God, an embodied Christ, and an ever-moving spirit. Dive right in as we wrestle with what it means to live out our faith in the world. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Lady Preacher podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Kelsey, and today we are offering a special episode. This is a bonus episode. So a few months ago, we decided to cut back and just do one episode a week. So you've just been getting interviews. But I did tell you that every once in a while I would come on and it would just be me sharing some thoughts. And so today we are doing that. And the thing I want to focus on is embracing this season. And so I thought I would share with you seven things that are filling my well right now. Seven things that are bringing me peace, seven things that are making me feel good or bringing me joy. And I hope that this encourages you to identify seven things for yourself as well. What are those seven things in your life that are are filling you with goodness? You know, the world feels heavy and hard sometimes or really chaotic or busy. And I find it really helpful to make it small. You know, what are those little things that can just make your day a little bit better, that can make your heart feel a little more at peace? So let's dive into this episode. And I will start with number one, which is a small thing. And that is fall candles. Fall candles are filling my well right now. Y'all, I cannot tell you how life-changing it feels to me to light a candle, especially at night, you know, sitting down on the couch with a warm cup of tea and a good book. So I've been doing this recently. And this past week, I read Tarana Burke's memoir, Unbound. If you don't know that name, Tarana Burke, she is the founder of the Me Too movement. This book you know, truthfully, it needs every content warning there probably ever could be, but it is so, so powerful. And so I have been sitting down with that book and it has absolutely filled my well to sit with that, to light a candle, to curl up with a blanket, drink some tea and read a book. And my favorite tea right now is the honey chai turmeric tea by Yogi Teas. And it is so delicious and feels like a cup of fall. And, you know, we don't have a fireplace in our house. And so having a candle lit feels like the next best thing. And it's just so peaceful. And, you know, even when I'm just working in my office during the day, I love to light a candle on my desk. You know, I have a a lemon one sitting there right now. It just smells so lovely. And having that ambiance of a candle being lit just feels calming. And as Brene Brown says, calm is contagious. So I light my candle. It reminds me to slow down and to breathe and, you know, to not take myself too seriously. So my number one thing filling my well right now is candles. Candles are bringing me peace and filling my well. Number two is life coaching. I think I've mentioned before that I meet almost weekly with a life coach. And I've been doing that for maybe five or six years now. And it is truly, truly life altering. My coach's name is Linda Baumgartner of Collaborate, Illuminate, Create. And I will definitely put her information in the show notes so you can check out her website. But seriously, what I love about coaching is it's mostly self-guided. So every session, Linda usually starts by following up on something we talked about in our previous sessions. She'll say, Hey, how did that go? Or how is this you know, going? What do you need help with? What didn't work? What worked? And then she'll say, what do you want to dig into today? What do you want to work on? 
And I usually have something, but my favorite days are the ones where I say, I don't really know. And then somehow we end up tackling something huge that I didn't even realize was festering inside me. And I appreciate coaching because it's not therapy, right? It's, it's different than that. I've done a lot of coaching and therapy kind of side by side. So meaning, you know, I have Linda, my coach, and I also meet with a therapist separately. And I don't always do that, but there have definitely been seasons in my life where I have done that. But the thing about coaching is it's looking at some of your bigger picture goals or things in your life that, you know, you might want to work on and then uncovering how I want them to unfold. So for example, when I was living in California and Kevin and I were newly dating, I was miserable at my job. Um, You know, I was discerning whether or not I should quit and move across the country. You know, do I leave all of this that I've been building and you know, yeah, just pick up everything and move. And it was with my coach, with Linda, that I really worked to unpack what my hopes were, what my goals were, and ultimately made the decision to quit my jobs and move to Missouri. And I did it with intention, right? I didn't just up and leave. It was working with Linda that allowed me to make that move with intention. And we've made a lot of of really big decisions that way. You know, I come to Linda and we really unpack it. And it's so helpful to sit with someone who is not tangled up in the mess of it, right? Of course, I still talk to my spouse and we dig through these things, but having someone who's sort of an outside party to help me process, especially I'm a verbal processor. I need to talk things out. So having someone I can go to and talk through those things is amazing and really helpful. And I appreciate that with coaching, it's not Linda's agenda, right? She doesn't give me suggestions very often or tell me what I should do. I don't think she's ever done that, (laughs) but it's really her helping me discern, asking me questions to uncover what it is I want. What do I want to do? How do I want to go about doing it? And I often tell her we need to get her t-shirt that says Linda with the hard questions (laughs) because she she doesn't back down. She doesn't shy away from the hard stuff. You know, she offers tough love or hard questions, you know, the things I don't really want to admit, but she senses that there's something there and we'll, we'll dive deep. And I really appreciate that. And I just, I love coaching so much and can't recommend it enough. So number two, for me, what's bringing me peace and filling my well is life coaching. Number three is porch visits. I think one of the the hardest parts of this pandemic is the isolation that we all felt. And the silver lining that came out of that is it really shifted how I approached ministry. You know, some pastors are really gifted at logistical things or visioning, but I know my strength is just being present with people. So during this time, I really leaned into how I could go about that. How can I be with people? So I started doing porch visits in summer of 2020, and I picked it up again this summer. And basically what I do is folks will sign up for a time slot with me and I come to their home and we sit outside on their porch and we just, we just talk. We usually schedule about an hour, but honestly, they usually go at least two, if not more. And what I love about this time is that it really allows us to go deeper and to talk about people's lives and their dreams and their histories, you know, their hopes for their church, what they love about it. It's given me some really powerful insight. Um, you know, and during 2020, especially, you know, many of you know, I live in Kenosha where Jacob Blake was shot by a police officer. And during that time, you know, my spouse and I were going to a lot of protests and doing a lot of speaking. And some of my church folks were new to this and they would ask me questions like, what does Black Lives Matter mean? Tell us more. You know, what does all this social justice stuff have to do with our faith? All of these really important questions that I'm sure people had, but didn't necessarily have the space to ask them before. And so having these times on the porch gave us space 
and gave them space to feel safe asking me those questions. And we could really dive deep into it. And it's just been such a blessing for me. I'm an extrovert. I love being around people. And so this time is a gift to me as well. It really feeds my soul. And a lot of times we end and people will say, I'm sorry for taking so much of your time, but really it's a privilege. And, you know, even if you're not a pastor, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about, okay, what do porch visits have to do with me? I really wish I could tell everyone just go sit on a friend's porch, right? Just find a friend, call them up, say, Hey, I'm bringing some tea. Let's sit outside. It just feels good to sit and be together and talk. So number three for me of things filling my well is porch visits. Number four, Brene Brown's podcast. Y'all know I'm a big fan of Brene Brown. I love her so much. I read her books, you know, I listen to her podcasts and that is my number four. So her podcast, she's got two. One is Dare to Lead, where she really digs into leadership. And then her other podcast, Unlocking Us. She always has really brilliant guests. I love that, you know, she's learning right alongside those people who are listening. And just recently, I think it was just this week, she did a couple episodes with her sister Barrett, and they talked about the hardest feedback they've ever received. It's just It's so enlightening. I learn a lot every time. It's my favorite thing to listen to while I'm driving or if I go out for a walk. Sometimes I run, you know, it's exactly a mile to Lake Michigan from my house. So I'll I'll run a mile and then I'll walk back to the house and I'll listen to these podcasts on my walk back. And it just, it brings me peace. It fills my well. So number four, check them out. Brene Brown's podcast, Unlocking Us and Dare to Lead. And of course, I'm going to link all of this. And please know none of this is sponsored. I'm just telling y'all, these are the things filling my well. All right. Number five, number five, social media breaks. Sometimes I think all we need is to like slouch down, sink into the couch and scroll through social media for a while. But for me, there was a certain point a couple of weeks ago where it was just feeling really draining. You know, the the comparison gremlins were creeping in and I realized it just, it was draining me. It wasn't filling my cup at all. So I just decided one day to delete all the apps off my phone. I deleted Instagram, I deleted Facebook, all of it. And for me, it was really good to take a few days off. And I realized part of why it was healthy is because anytime I had a few moments of spare time, I would grab for my phone. And I realized how addicted in some ways I had become to just grabbing my phone and and scrolling. So it was healthy to take a few days off. And, you know, a week later I came back on, but I did it with much more intention. I unfollowed some people. I set some boundaries for myself. You know, I, I changed where the apps were on my phone. So they weren't as accessible. And I realized pretty quickly how healthy it was just to take a few days off. So I really plan to do that more regularly just for my own health, my own well-being. Having that space helped me clear my mind and get some of my peace back. So number five, filling my well, social media breaks. Number six is kind of a silly one, but it's washing my face. I've always washed my face every night, but often it was just, you know, with some warm water and and that was it. But in the last six months or so, I bought some nicer face wash and I decided that I really wanted to dedicate some time to practice self-care in this way. And it's been really, really life-giving for me. My favorite face washes, again, none of this is sponsored. I'm just telling you what I love. (laughs) But my favorite to use in the morning is uh, Burt's Bees Soap Bark and Chamomile Deep Cleansing Cream. And I love that one in the morning because it has a bit of like a a cooling zing to it. I don't know if I I have a better way to say that, but yeah, a cooling zing. It feels like it it wakes me up. Um, it, It feels refreshing. And then of course I put some lotion on when I get out of the shower. And then at night, I really like, it's called CeraVe Hydrating Cream to Foam Cleanser. And I chose that because 
you know, a lot of folks had said that their dermatologists recommended this brand CeraVe. And this particular one takes off makeup. So it allows me to be more eco-friendly and that I'm not buying as many products. I'm not buying a makeup remover as well as face wash. And it even takes off my mascara, which is a game changer. I really hated taking off mascara uh, with a makeup remover. It just felt like it never really worked, but this does, it feels so good. And again, I put CeraVe uh, lotion on after, and I just love it. I, I love that just doing this small thing, this small act of washing my face feels really grounding in the morning. It wakes me up at night. It brings me a little bit of peace and it doesn't take very long, which is the best part. <laughs> so I've, I've created this routine for myself, this little habit, and I love it. It's really filling my well. So number six is washing my face. And last but not least is the question, how can I find peace in the season I'm in? How can I find peace in the season that I'm in? I was recently listening to the Lazy Genius podcast, which is really great. And again, I definitely recommend it. She was talking about embracing the season that we find ourselves in, whether it's a busy season or a hard season or a quiet season, whatever it might be, but figuring out how you can embrace it. And then remember that it's just a season, meaning it's not permanent. You know, I'm, I'm currently in my own life in a season that feels really busy where I'm discerning some things. And, you know, during a coaching session with Linda, the question that came to me about this was how can I find peace in this season? I realized that I can't get to the season that will come two years from now or five years from now by snapping my fingers. And I can't get back to a season of life, you know, five years ago or 10 years ago. So how can I find peace in the season that I'm in right now in this moment? And that's kind of how this podcast episode came into being. Actually, I wanted to discern the little things that are filling my well and bringing me peace in this season. Everything, like I've said, from lighting a candle to good podcasts to washing my face to porch visits, all of these things are small, but they're helping me feel grounded in this season so that I'm not wanting to like jump out of my skin and get ahead five years, but they're allowing me to just stay grounded and present here and find peace and joy in this moment. I had a yoga and dance professor in college. Um, shout out to Dana Lawton. <laughs> I quote her, I think all the time in my work, especially in my yoga teaching, but she would guide us through some breath exercises, some pranayama. And she's often say, all you have is the breath you are taking right now. You can't get to the breath you're going to take in five minutes and you can't get back the breath you took five minutes ago. So just be present in the very breath you are taking in this moment. Allow yourself to just be here right now in this breath. And that's my offering to you today as well. Just be here right now in this breath. God be with you, my friends. I'm so grateful for you. You are also filling my well. Let's close out with a little prayer and a blessing. God of love and grace, we give you thanks for this time, for this season. We thank you for the little things in our lives that bring us joy. Maybe it's a cat or a dog curled up next to us or on our lap. Maybe it's the sunrise on our way to work or our favorite radio station or dancing in our kitchen as we make food or just lighting a candle. We thank you for the small things that bring us joy. God, fill us with your peace. May we know your grace and your comfort. May we feel your presence in us and among us. 
Help us remember, oh God, that we are never alone, that this is just a season of life. Help us to find peace here and now in who we are and what we have and what we're doing, all of it. Be with us as we take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. And God, as we close, I just give you thanks for this listener. I give you thanks for the goodness they are in this world. May they know they are so deeply, deeply loved. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. Go in peace, my friends. Thank you, as always, for joining us. My friend, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so grateful for you. Without you, this ministry would not be possible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. The Lady Preacher podcast is part of a nonprofit called Dancing Pastor Ministries. And you can find us online at dancingpastor.org or join the community by finding us on Facebook at Dancing Pastor Ministries. If you would like to be a part of supporting this podcast, there are many ways you can do that without giving monetarily. You can share our posts on social media, send an episode to a friend, or just leave a review. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so at dancingpastor.org slash give. My friend, you are a gift. Thank you for being here and God bless.